Hey, thanks for joining us. You are listening to Youth Uninched by Yuvan and Karen. When fanatic Jen hit us in the face, we both sat down and decided to talk about it. If you happen to be around our age or seem confused on what is going on in the minds of us millennials, cheer up. You have come to the right place. Hey, hey, thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Youth Uninched podcast with me, Karen, and... You and Raj Saravanan. So last week, if you remember, or if you did join us, we were talking about our education system, uh, more specifically the education system in Malaysia, and uh, maybe some of its benefits and also uh, parts that aren't too good about it. And we were also discussing, uh, you know, the implications of those points, be it good or bad. And so another thing that we realized was that a big part of the education system is about teaching. And while uh, students can do a lot of things in improving themselves in teaching, teachers also play, uh, play an equally important role. So today we're going to look at what is lacking in the way teachers go about teaching. So let's start with this. I think, uh, you know, teachers are meant to inspire and uh, we were looking at this video by Nick Furman. Uh, now he's a professor of environmental education in the University of Maryland. Now, he famously said in his TED speech, 45 minutes was all it took. It wasn't just teaching, it was entertainment. And so I think we, it's, it's great to start here. You know, teachers play an important role in mastering the subject that they teach whether it be maths, whether it be chemistry, physics, biology, when there's a genuine interest in what the teacher is teaching. And if the teacher is not teaching something just for the sake of burning two hours, when the teacher teaches a subject because he or she wants to know more about the subject, you know, uh, giving an open mind to questions and also trying their best to figure it out and trying new ways to explain new things to students in, in ways that can be understood well by students and making a continuous effort at it, uh, you know, goes a long way. So Ewan, welcome to the show. Nice to have you as usual. It's great to have, it's been, it's been a while since I last saw you. So, uh, right. What, what do you think of this topic today? And do you have anything to add? Actually, when you're talking about teaching, we did mention some of the points in our last podcast, which I think it's a great start for this podcast episode as well. When we are talking about teaching, we forgot that the main aspect of teaching is sending a message. I mean, delivering a message in a very effective way so that the students can learn properly. And whenever you are critiquing something, I think the main aspect that you should look at is how you are planning to overcome the issue. So in this episode, I hope that not only we discuss the problems that we realized throughout our years studying, and maybe we can find some solution for it as well. Sure, yeah, I'm looking at it with an open mind. So yeah, every problem, you know, I, I think that uh, like like Obama said once, you know, you, you can point out problems, everyone can do that. That's That, that doesn't necessarily become very helpful at, at, at a certain point. You know, once everyone starts pointing out problems, uh, it doesn't become helpful anymore. Yeah, but then it is also a good beginning. True, it's a very good beginning to start. But yes, solutions matter equally as much. Yeah, so that being said, uh, what are your biggest problems with the way teachers go about teaching the subjects based on your experience? Okay, first and foremost, I would like to say that the teachers nowadays are not focusing on creating a bond. What do I mean when I say it's about creating a bond? 
if before you get to know a person whether it's your friend your lover your partner or even anyone in your life right you need to get to know them properly how they go through their life what they like what they don't like and then you be very close to them and that way you will get to know them very well and you can also grasp how they think but then when it comes to teachers and students relationship it's only like you enter the class you listen to a teacher you learn and then you come out if the teachers actually put some effort into creating a bond they can actually deliver the message way more effectively especially when it comes to education i think communication is the key here if they are not communicating with the students i don't think the education will be useful at that point so what do you think about this karen so you mentioned creating a bond is important so when i was in form 4 and form 5 i was looking at it as a two year course you know i moved schools i changed schools uh, from in in form 3 and so form 4 form 5 was basically a two year thing shifting streams you know the streaming system was something entirely new at that point for me uh, and for all other people around my age form 3 going into form 4 and so i think it was perfectly fair to look at it as just a two year course uh in 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 maybe uh, a different college or you can look at it as a college course in some sense mm-hmm. because yeah. you're you're at a very high level aren't you and and it's i think it's also reasonable to assume that the teachers aren't going to spoon feed you the teachers are going there to finish off their job and and you know go home that's it uh, they they're not going to they're not going to you know give you anything beyond that and and to assume that that they are going to become your parents or what not i i to me at that point and and even maybe to a certain extent now i think it's unreasonable to expect that of a teacher however when you say bond the first thing that comes to my mind would be just you know the way the teacher conducts uh, himself or herself in class you know acts professionally uh, is courteous enough not so not not to say uh that that teacher goes in does his or her job and and go out in like a very robotic fashion because mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day teachers are also should bear in mind that they inspire students and so having that human touch is essential or else we wouldn't be going to school would we so yeah. i think uh, that's that's the when when you say bond that's where my brain goes to however then there there's this other interpretation of students who are you know very clingy and i'm not so I need you to clarify this at the end uh which bond do you essentially mean you know there's this bond where the teacher goes uh into a student and basically asks everything about the student like oh are you facing this problem are you facing that problem and sure i think while when you are in secondary school teachers should possess that qualities or should possess those qualities rather you know being uh you know uh, curious about what a student's private life is like if it is obvious that that student is showing that th- those students are showing signs of uh, uh you know struggling or if that student is showing uh, any negative sign or or you can see a a drastic change in a student's behavior then in that case fine you that that is uh part of what you're supposed to do but then uh, to assume that all teachers have to sort of be your friend or 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 maybe be very intrusive in your life and uh, maybe maybe expect things uh as as maybe how, how do i put this as someone who who's not your teacher but someone who's closer someone who expects you to maintain a relationship with them after you're yeah. gone I, i think some teachers expect that 
and some teachers try to be that and i don't think i don't think that's where we should be going so uh if you disagree tell me and uh what what are your thoughts on that i mean i do disagree because that's the point i'm trying to imply here right? i think that what i mean when i say trying to create a bond is that they get to know the student how they react to a certain thing how they behave in their real life if you get to know that you can make them I mean, to ensure them get to know a certain thing properly, whether it is education or any advice, even any advice that you're going to say. If you know how, how is the style of the student, how they understand certain information, how they respond to it, if you get to know that 100% clearly, you can do a better job at it. You can be a better teacher. You must know that teacher is not inside the classroom only. As, as current sages now, teachers do inspire students. So they must understand that properly and that's how they need to create the bond. And if you don't have the bond, it will just become like a platonic relationship. And it won't just work, in my opinion. And another thing is that if you actually create a bond, you will look at the job as an opportunity and not just the job. And if you look at it as an opportunity, you know that you are creating the future leaders out there whether they actually become a leader or not. I do believe that most of the responsibility lie to the parents, and by, but also lie to the teachers as well. If they do not do their job properly, you're wasting someone's future out there. That's what I would say. Okay, so so I think we agree on a lot there. First of all, uh, obviously, the, the part where you know, teachers are meant to inspire and, and you know, the yeah. lat- towards the latter part of what you're saying. But then when it comes to bond, again, uh, when you look at professors uh, in universities, uh, which students are eventually going that's that's the part they're going down uh you know professors talked 200 students uh, maybe in a lecture uh if you are in a smaller class maybe if you're doing a tutorial perhaps uh the lectures the the lecturers that come to you uh, are sort of uh you know you you don't you don't expect them to act and behave like a teacher uh, in you know in, in the sense that you know the way the way they conduct themselves isn't going to be uh in a style that is very curious or, or very wanting to, to, you know, form a friendship or a bond with you. But, but at mm-hmm. the same time, at the same time, they can pull it off in the sense that they are very pleasant people and, and you, and you like to see them, you're looking forward to them, you know, they can still, you don't, you don't need to necessarily have like a too, too deep of a bond in order for you to, to, to have an enjoyable class. So that's what I think. And, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, you don't, well, what if the student, what if the student doesn't really want to, doesn't really like people intruding into, into their lives? Well, what if, what if while, while the intention is proper, or while, while the intention is commendable, while uh, the intention is pure, the student just finds it sort of intrusive, uh, especially maybe, maybe for a student who's just joining and then, you know, the teacher uh, suddenly wants to know every single thing about you then you know some students for, for for teachers and students if the teacher is is sort of wanting to know about the student uh, more and wants to create a long-term bond and and if the student is fine with it then of course there's no problem but then you know students are different individuals and different people think differently and so what about the students who don't think that way what what about the students who who look at it like maybe how i did i'm going in here for two years and going out so obviously i was wrong in a certain uh, you know to a certain extent in the sense that i uh, i met you and i'm still in touch with you i met other people from 
those two years. I, I still am in touch with those other people. Uh, so yeah, you you definitely learn those things, uh, and and you you're, you don't you shouldn't really look at it like that. But what do you do to students who are initially very you know very kept together and and very lonely and and you know th- those kind of students who who don't like people people looking too much into their lives. Yeah, it is a space that we should respect. I'm not saying that it is a good thing to intrude their private life. But then I think that even being that kind of lonely at that age is not really a good thing. I mean, at any age, being lonely is not a good thing, if you ask me. I think that even if they can't find a proper friend, the teacher can be the one that be the friend. That's what I, I'm trying to imply when I say creating a bond. So if you think that the teacher is intruding your private life, you can say to the teacher... And the teacher should know where to stop. She should know or he should know where's the limit. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I think I think knowing the limit is, is what's important. Uh, but the problem is but a then, lot of teachers yeah, do not to know, know where the, the limit. limit to know the limit, you must know about the student. And to know the student, you must create the bond. I agree to you with you uh, on that point. You must know the limit and find if you want to know what the limit is, you must create a bond it, it sort of makes sense so so then i i reckon you know the way you you approach it is uh is slowly and 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 in a way that that doesn't uh that doesn't seem too blunt uh in in and and too straightforward in asking this yeah thing. it's you a should, very maybe gradual process go, it, it can't yeah, just be yeah, done yeah, go about it slowly and carefully yeah i think i think that makes sense we, we've talked about teachers you know, creating bonds with students. So what else is wrong uh, with the way teachers go about teaching? Uh, so now let's say we've got bonds out of the way. We might visit that, that topic later. Uh, I, I see a point here, brain function. Uh, what, what does that have to do? What, okay. what, does, what do um, things like music have to do? Okay, with, with brain this? function, I would like to say that in order to, again, deliver the information properly to the, to the student, we must understand the medical way of it. So what I'm trying to imply here is that instead of just giving the notes and just doing the homework and so on, you can try different methods. And one of the methods that I think it's quite interesting is music. And it is already proven that if you're using music, it does intrigue a part of your brain and it's very effective as well. So if you can assimilate that music into whatever you're teaching, it can be a great method to provide value to the students. So right. at I, this I point, guess it comes down I, I guess it comes down to you know having a variety of different methods in in the way you deliver what it is you want to deliver. Yeah, we are not saying that the old school methods are completely useless. It is useful because it is still proving whatever it is right now, right? The condition right now is still bearable at least. But then if you keep on going to do it for a few more upcoming years, I don't think it's going to work anymore. You need to be creative here. You are asking the students to be creative in whatever that they're doing. But then the person that giving out the information are not being creative. I don't think it will work the other way. Mm, so so when you say that, then the first word that comes to your mind would be dedication, right? Yes. Uh, you, you only come come to these different, you know, varieties of teaching, you know, this 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 uh, want in you that 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 wants to see students understanding what you deliver uh, only comes when you are actually dedicated to what you're doing which brings us to our third point 
uh, or, or what I'd consider as, as the third point. What is lacking in the way teachers go about teaching is looking at teaching as a job uh, and not an opportunity. You know, teaching is, is actually an opportunity. You get to inspire people. Uh, you get, you know, when, when you deliver information in a way that's easily understandable by students, by not giving them any prejudgments on, on you know, certain topics uh, and by constant encouragement, even uh, that student, uh, whoever him or her will be, will definitely find encouragement in that uh, and also will find, uh, you know, a, a want to, you know, do better in whatever that student does. There's, there's, there becomes, there, there, there doesn't uh, come this maybe insecurity that comes with, uh, you know, teachers criticizing you uh, a bit too much and, 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 and maybe being a bit harsh uh, on, on, you know, your performances. Maybe taking a softer approach to the way they look at things, because I, I think our generation is one that's particularly soft and thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing. And then as current sage is now looking at it as a as an opportunity and not as a job, right? You must think of it in a very precious way. You can actually decide or create a path for the future of the students. You are literally sketching a path for the new life, I would say. So it is a very precious job. And you must know how important is it to the person. And if you didn't just um, I mean, what I'm trying to say is if you just look at it as a job, you are not appreciating what you're doing. Like, I believe that teaching is one of the greatest jobs out there because even though it might seem simple for someone who is not in the field, it is a very, very crucial part of our life. Teachers can be the reason why we choose a certain field in our future, like what we are going to work at. They can be the inspiration for our actions. And they can literally choose our decisions without even actually being in it directly. Whatever they say, how they're behaving in the class, what are they showing to the students, how are they sharing what they love and what they hate, can create a mindset of the student. So that's what I'm trying to say here. They must think of it as a very, very super precious job. I don't know why some of the, um, I mean, some of the teachers are not realizing it. Because maybe right now, in our country especially, the teachers that are actually starting out their career uh, feel very burdened by the new system, whether it's the workload that they're getting or the feedback from the students. But then when you think about it, at the foundation level, it is a very precious job. And I think when I talk about this opportunity thingy, right, if you know how precious teaching is, you will know how to gain the attention of the students. What I'm trying to say is, let's say you're doing a business, you're doing marketing or advertisement. The number one rule is to gain attention, right? If you gain attention, then only you can input the call to action that you want to inform to the, cl- to the customers. If you don't gain the attention, you already don't have the main point and others are simply gone. Hmm. So that's how I want teachers to look at the education thing as well. They must know how to gain attention from the students. And that should be a good thing that they should start off with, I would say. If you know how to gain attention of the students, you already done the first step. And I think that's a great beginning to begin with. And you can slowly, let's say, um, what I say just now, create a bond and find a new method and you can go from there. But then if you don't, I mean, if we don't gain the attention already, 
you can't do the first step of it. I mean, what I'm trying to say is I might be repeating myself a bit here. Um, no, no problem. <laughs> uh, if you don't gain the attention from the students, you can't send whatever you are trying to imply and they won't get any bit of it also. So how you can gain the attention? One of the things that I find very interesting is from a movie perspective, Harry Potter. Karen, have you watched Harry Potter? Uh, no, I haven't actually. My God, please get some life. Okay, so this is the thing about Harry Potter. They actually went to Hogwarts, right? It's the school for the magic. Right, I already yeah. forgot the full name. Please, attack, please don't attack me for it. I already forgot the full name. So it's Hogwarts. Don't, don't so before they, yeah, before they enter Hogwarts, what they need to do is that they must have a pet. So what this main character will do is you will have an owl as a pet. So let's think about it. You're going to a class and then the teacher is having a pet. And let's say the teacher is teaching biology and you're, talk- and you're talking about body parts. And let's say the pet is a cat and you're talking about the body part of a cat. So you have a very practical reference. I'm not saying that you should, di- you should dissect the cat, but you already get the visual <laughs> reference of it, right? Yeah, so Oops. that's what I'm trying to say. Gaining attention. You must know right. how people think, gain the attention, and then you deliver the message. It will work. It does work in the business field, and I absolutely believe that it will work in the teaching field as well. Put very well. Just, I think, very closely related to... Uh, you know, being creative in the way that you deliver a point and looking at things as opportunities. Now, I think uh, that that is extremely important, as is uh, goal setting by teachers. You know, I I remember uh, my physics lecturer, <laughs> whenever you go to his lecture, he's basically, uh, you know, his lectures were like a lullaby. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and so if you go right after lunch, <laughs> you're, you're probably asleep in 30 minutes uh, of, of his one hour lecture. <laughs> so yeah, now, now let's go back to, you know, lack of goal setting by teachers. I think teachers don't really uh, set their goals and maybe they have their goals, but they don't, they don't really put it forward to students they they don't they don't state it uh, to their students and i think this sh- should be looked at and it should be stated very early on maybe the first or second class in which the teacher attends with the student uh, and so this is closely related to you know teachers spoon feeding students uh, this is a practice that you find common in all schools and it's a practice that realize it or not uh, is going to get less and less as you progress from standard one all the way to uh, your higher education. And so the thing about spoon feeding is that you don't really realize that the teachers are going to, uh, you know, uh, get less and less helpful in the way that they deliver your information. Because at the end of the day, when you're in university, you're going to have to uh, be able to study by yourself. Self-studying is a big thing touted by university professors, lecturers, and the like these days. And so you only realize that that was the plan once you're in university. You know, teachers don't really go forward and tell you that uh, in your first or second day in class. And I think that is a problem because students don't realize that teachers are going to do that. And so I remember, you know, when I was 14 years old, there was a teacher who taught, you know, uh, form six. And now that's a very higher level uh, a higher level, you know, form. And mm-hmm. the way she taught, the way she taught maths, where she came in, 
She gave a couple of examples. Okay, didn't give any explanation. Just for reference, from six is eighteen years old, right? Yes, eighteen years okay. old. Okay, right. And and so she came in, uh, and and she essentially just gave examples, uh, showed us how, showed us what the answer was, and basically expected us to uh, understand everything in fifteen minutes. And by the time, uh, by the time she was done with the examples, she just gave us a bunch of questions, and you're meant to finish that. Uh, as soon as possible and by the time you know that uh that lesson was over we were basically done with the chapter <laughs> and so uh was it effective from from a from a 14 year old's point of view uh you know who typically covers one chapter maybe in two weeks finishing mm-hmm. it in one day uh in as and and you know the first or second lesson was surprising it was shocking uh-huh. especially yeah. when when she went out of class and you go and ask uh, you know your classmates from from other from other classes hey what did you do today or oh, oh, we we covered you know a little bit on this and and on that you know the teacher explained it to us and it was nice <laughs> and, and 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 you're there thinking oh what uh, you you covered that much hey we we finished the chapter <laughs> and they look at you and and their their mouths are a gap <laughs> and, and they go what so so i'm talking about that there's no consistency in in when teachers decide to to let go of students and that is uh, that that should be consistent it should be the same for all students and the way that you make sure it's the same for all students is by first setting goals and telling students look at this age at so and so time we are going to start letting you go we are going to start covering things faster and the thing is it didn't happen that way which is why when you tell students here we covered one chapter today and other students who are supposed to be uh, you know your equal level uh, are supposed to be your equal uh, and are supposed to study the same things and are supposed to accomplish the same amount of things before exams start uh, they they look at you and 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 they think your teacher is crazy uh, and that's that's a problem. And so the way you overcome this is by setting goals. It's by going into your class, whatever it is, uh, whether it be maths or physics or chemistry or biology, again, and tell them, look, uh, this is how it is for all students. Your year, uh, maybe, I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, past this chapter in so much time, and it's going to be like this. Please expect it. Uh, and after this, you can be free to ask me any question, but you should know that from now on, you know, learning is your responsibility. You're learning within a limited time and therefore irrelevant questions are preferred maybe not to be asked and only ask questions that you think are absolutely vital and questions which you still can't wrap your head around it. Save it for later. Spend time over it at home think it over. And if you really can't solve it, well, then come see me. So, you know, that's an example of, you know, a proper goal, a proper goal that can, you know, be very easily set by any random teacher. And I think once a student gets the idea and and understands that the teacher is serious about what she or he just said, I think that goes a long way. Instead of just surprising a student one fine day, a a student who's you know, just come back from, you know, a long holiday, looking forward to, to something slow paced and, you know, eventually going, going to, you know, uh, fast paced teaching as the year goes along, uh, you know, it, it makes a hell of a difference when, when you go, when you go, go, it, go through it this way, don't you think? 
Yeah, I think at this part, I totally agree with you because what, what impact it does to the student is that it became a pattern. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, it's like, okay, let's say your semester is for three months and then your holiday is for two months. You'll be suffering for three months. You'll be enjoying for two months. In the two months, you're not going to study at all, right? I think that's the impact that it does to the students. It gives a severe damage to the student that you don't, you don't even feel like thinking about it for the two months holiday. And when you come back at it, it's another roller coaster ride again. You're going to suffer again and then you're going to get the holiday again. So I feel that it gives you a rough image of our future that your work life is going to be like that as well, which is not true. You can decide your future here. So what that current stage is now is something that's very important as well. The teachers must know what they're going to do to the students and must state that clearly, whether it's in the first class and before the start of the stem, I mean, before the start of the semester, whenever it is, just say it clearly to the students because if the student know what is going on, they can keep up with what the teacher trying to do as well. But then if you're just going to hide it and suddenly going to give out the results that, okay, I'm not going to spoon feed you anymore, it will be a big impact to the student. The student is going to suffer. And the teachers must realize that as soon as possible. Yes, exactly. The student isn't mentally prepared for, for, for such a thing and, and given such a short amount of time before the student realizes uh, you know, and, and comes to his senses and goes, hey, I need to buck up. You don't know how long that's going to take because it's different for different students, especially when the teacher isn't clear about it. Uh, you might think, okay, maybe once this, if this teacher, you know, falls sick and maybe I get another teacher, well, it's all fine and good. It's something wrong with this teacher because again, that teacher hasn't specified uh, his or her goals. So you might think, oh, this is just, you know, a, a flaw in the system. It's just a irregular, uh, an irregularity. It's going to be better next year. You know, other teachers definitely teach better than him or her. When the reality is, it's the same for all students moving on. And for, and, and for most students, it's, the news is going to get tighter eventually. It's just that because the goals haven't been set, you don't have an idea that this is actually your future. I think we have critiqued the teaching style so far. So I'm going to ask about, um, what do you think about your type of favorite teacher? My type of favorite teacher? I, I definitely Who want Who would that. you call a favorite teacher? One, one that takes an interest in, in his or her subject and, uh, and, and can relate it to all sorts of, you know, all sorts of aspects of life. You know, uh, I, I am uh, I'm the kind of student that loves to see relationships between what is learned in class and its application in daily life. And so uh, I like to ask a lot of questions regarding that. And if a teacher can successfully connect that and stress on the importance of learning what you're learning, uh, I think it makes the subject much more interesting. And when you have, you know, a natural interest in the subject that you're learning, uh, then studying comes uh, more like as a hobby than anything else. And so uh, in summary, a teacher that I find uh, to be the best would be a teacher uh, with genuine interest in his or her subject. What, what, what about you? Okay, so mine is somewhat is the same, but then it's kind of different as well. So Sounds interesting. As, as I mentioned before, like creating a bone, that's what I would, I would, that's who I would call a favorite teacher. The teacher must know how to relate her personal life. I mean, I mean, not personal life. I mean, she must know how to relate whatever she's teaching to our own life. That's why I say it's a similar point here. 
you want to know the application of whatever we are learning. For me, I want to know how the information that she give relate to our own life. So I think that's something that we can agree on. Yep. And then another thing is that I want the teacher to be funny. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I think that's a very direct point to be said. I want them to be funny. I don't want them to come in and be serious all the time and just go out. I'm not asking asking the person to be a class clown instead and not doing the job properly. I want them to be funny so that they don't take stuff too seriously. You know, education is important. So you must know how to do your own job, but then still be funny as well. That's what I would say. It's a very, hmm, I have to say, very personal preference no, kind of thing. A- it gives a very very approachable sense uh, to to the students and it also uh, you know it 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 gives out a, a very unique warmth uh, warmness yes. to to the students you know like hey I, i'm there and if you want to approach me about anything there's, yeah, there's no very... need to worry because i look at it very lightly not 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 that not that all your problems are light but <laughs> i i can deal with it you know that that sort of that sort of feeling is is what's you know uh, reflected upon the students and the students yeah. get get sort of that feeling which is very helpful mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a very beautiful way to explain what i said that's true well well we talked about what makes a great teacher so uh let's talk about understanding students struggles what what do you think are students struggles uh, do you, have you had any any struggles that that sort of stand out throughout your your student life Okay, so before this, I would like to ask a question. So, Karen, are you having online classes right now? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, um, do your professors ask questions? I seen like, okay, students, do you have any questions? Mm, well, I I haven't really started uh, those sort of classes, but uh, you know, we we are still in orientation, mm-hmm. uh, and and so, no, students teachers haven't really asked if there are any questions, but but you know, in in whatever talk that they are giving, uh. Uh, so far to get us used to all the systems available in university yes they have asked but uh, I, I can't be sure because i haven't really started uh, you know proper teaching and learning so so maybe you want to answer the question okay so what happened in my case is that all of the teachers asked that but in most cases no one will ask questions but then you know that they have a lot of doubts in them they don't know what they just studied few minutes ago or most of the time they just give up which is even the worst case scenario right So I think that is one of the struggle that students face. They are not courageous enough to ask questions because maybe it can come from the past experience where the teacher do not give a I mean do not give any attention to what the students are thinking or what they are asking. And or it can also be that they just don't find that the question is useful. But then what the students must realize is that if they asking the question to to the teacher whether it helps them there them or not it should help it could add other people as well so i think that is number one struggle of students they are very afraid to ask questions and i think that at this point a great teacher should know how to rekindle that self esteem from the student to make them feel free to ask questions they shouldn't be um they should create a room that is very comf- comforting to the student where they can feel very free to ask whatever they think it should be asked at the time yeah very very true a, a sort of safe space if you will a student uh, a yeah. place where a student feels secure and and comfortable in asking questions right uh, yeah very true and 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 you know you also saying you know questions that you ask maybe uh, at that point 
the answer to your question might not make sense, but then at the same time, you must uh, be aware that the answer to whatever question that you are that you're asking uh, will go a long way in helping potentially other students in understanding certain things. And so that indirectly helps you in the sense that if you perhaps happen to come across that student, or if that student happens to come across any other student and that student finds out that there is a big problem in terms of understanding mm -hmm. uh, that particular topic, you know, he, he can pass on the information and somehow uh, you might be part of that information passing chain. And at the end of the day, uh, you will get the answer in a way that it that that benefits you, right? Yeah, uh, true. So, very very important. Uh, don't be scared in asking questions, and teachers should also be very welcoming of questions. Now, talking talking of uh, welcoming questions, you should be able to welcome questions if you know your material thoroughly. There are teachers out there who welcome questions and look at it. Like as so they don't really know what they're talking about. They 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 don't even welcome questions in the first place. They they're not really open to questions. And if you say, "Can I ask you a question?" They go, uh, "Yeah, maybe at the end after after I finish talking." And then when you actually ask them the question, uh, they take a long stare at it and and then eventually uh, give you a, a maybe half-hearted answer. And then you realize that that actually they don't really know what they're talking about. Uh, there are even times where they completely misdirect you and you find out the hard way that what they've taught you is actually the wrong thing. I've had yeah. that a few times myself. And so I think the problem here stems in uh, the teachers themselves not being uh, interested in what, what it is they are teaching. It, it's become, you know, so much as a mundane task for them teaching. It's, it's, it's become something that they just want to get done and over with. And I think uh, that is, you know, bad office ethics. It shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be encouraged in, in, in a, you know, in a place where, where you want to inspire young minds. And so in, in combating this, I think it's helpful to talk about ways teachers can keep themselves, uh, you know, motivated in, in, in being on top of whatever it is the subject they're teaching. So where, where do you think, where do you think uh, they can get this motivation from? Uh, and if you can't answer that question, I think it's also helpful to, to answer this question. Uh, what, what 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 keeps teachers not getting demotivated? What what makes them uh, what makes them aware of the responsibility that they carry of of understanding what they teach? Uh, they don't necessarily have to be on top of what they're teaching, but they should at least you know have a basic understanding of what they're teaching mm -hmm. that day and 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 you know be able to answer simple questions regarding it, especially from a beginner. Don't you think? Yep, I think it's true. I think uh good teacher will know what they are teaching and when they come in front of the student they must be ready to face whatever consequences that it can bring whether it's a question from student or uh, possible confusion that come out from the content they must be ready to settle or solve the problem instead so i think it's a very good point here yeah interesting so now uh we were looking at this ted talk by azul terones now he's a best-selling author from ucla so now he did, uh, you know, some research. He he asked a bunch of students, a great teacher, and he puts a dash at the end. So he gets a bunch of students to answer, uh, or, or rather fill in those gaps. And then we had, uh, we, we saw a few answers throughout his speech. A great teacher is chill. A great teacher loves to teach. A great teacher loves to learn. Um, 
So very interesting answers. Uh, but but I think to summarize what, what he was trying to say is that a teacher is essentially a, an older version of yourself. And as long as you can see yourself in, uh, you know, your teacher, uh, a teacher that's very approachable, one that doesn't snap at you, one, one that's one that's caring all around. Uh, it doesn't have to be too caring. She doesn't have to go all the way just to please you. No, uh, you know, just just a touch of humanity is what's required in a good teacher. And, and I think that goes along. Yeah, I think especially the part where you say it, uh, teachers are older version of self. Yeah, I think that's something that I need to talk about as well. As you said just now, there's a point where a great teacher loves to learn. I think what they're trying to imply at that point is that even though you are a teacher, you must be ready to get more input for you, whether it is through your research or reading book or talking to people. I think you must find ways for it because I think I can add a quote here if you want. Yeah, go for it. There's a quote from Conrad Hall says that you are always a student, never a master. So you have to keep moving forward, which is something that I think most of us are not doing right now. If we, if we think that we are already at a certain point in our life, we stop working out after that. And especially teachers here, they should know that, as Karan said just now, so you don't need to be top of whatever you're teaching, but then you must have the bare minimum or the bare quality that when a student comes to you, you must really, to face it, you must be there for them. So what you should do is that you must be open to feedbacks, especially. So if you think thoroughly from what this TED Talk trying to say is that the teacher listens to the feedback from the student. That's a very good point, I guess. So if the teachers are accepting towards the feedback from the student, they will get to know how to make better out of it. Mm. So that's what yes, I think. Completely, completely in agreement with you. And, and so I think we have done quite a job in highlighting both problems and potential solutions uh, that can be uh, applied and also identified by teachers in the way they teach. I think we we have we did have a go at, at you know solutions. It might not be the best, but but you know it's a good starting point, uh, isn't it? And and you know it's 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 the effort that counts at the end of the day. Whether you're a teacher or student, uh, you can always say, "Hey, I tried." Well, I think it's been an interesting conversation with you. Yuvan. looking forward to our next episode. You've been listening to Youth Unhinged with Yuvan Raj and Karan Georgium. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.